BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Sometimes it takes a different approach to help you unlock your true potential. Capella University's game-changing FlexPath format helps you learn at your own pace and fit earning a degree into your life. From before you enroll to after you graduate, you'll be supported by people who are invested in your success so you can pursue your goals knowing that help is available if you need it. Imagine your future differently at capella.edu. This isn't your average business podcast, and he's not your average host. This is the James Altucher Show. Today on the James Altucher Show. This guy is a modern-day superhero, and you'll hear me say that in the interview, to avenge scammers that took advantage of his elderly grandmother. He now scams the scammers. And has an enormous following because he does it live on Twitch and he shares it on YouTube. So let's hear how he does it. Here's Kit Boga. So I was about to say, you're like a superhero. Like you basically (laughs) take on an assumed identity like a superhero would. And you save people and you fight criminals. Yeah, I mean, that's very nice of you to say. When I started, I definitely didn't set out saying I want to be the next Batman or something. There was no intent behind it. And yet you are kind of like Batman. Yeah, I scam the scammers. Yeah. Yeah. So like, let's just start it off. You saw that your elderly grandma who had dementia, I'm sorry to hear that. It's a horrible yeah. thing to to go through with both as a person and a relative and everything. Mm. But you saw that people were taking advantage of her. And I guess something like hundreds of millions of dollars a year are scammers taking advantage of the elderly. Like what are yeah. some of the scams that people use? Yeah. Um, I focus a lot on any sort of scam that is tech related, uh, particularly if they want to connect to a computer or your iPad or something like that. but. A big one a handful of years ago that I think a lot of people are familiar with where they would call claiming to be from someone from the federal government claiming that you owe taxes, like the That's IRS. The scariest. Like I'm yeah. definitely sending money wherever they tell me. Right. And and they'd call and say, you owe you know, back taxes and we're going to audit you uh, or you'll go to prison if you don't solve it today. And And people would fall for it. But most of what I do these days are are tech related, but there's tons of them. And I think that's part of what got me started was I'm like software engineer by trade. I was on the internet all the time, millennial, and I didn't know that these scams existed. And I was thinking if my grandmother was still alive today, uh, my grandfather had Alzheimer's as well. I'm like, man, they would fall for this stuff, right? Like they... They wouldn't know any better. They'd get a call from one of these guys saying they're from Microsoft and they'd they'd just go along with it. So I felt like I had to try to 
do something <laughs> and it and it developed over the years into whatever it is I do now. It's hard to even describe. I just mess around and call scammers, I guess. Yeah. So you like you you essentially you bait them. If everybody wants to go to your channel, it's the Kit Boga channel. Kit Boga, K-I-T-B-O-G-A on YouTube, where yeah. scammers are yelling at you also because they're upset <laughs> you're trying to like elite. You have two and a half million subscribers. Like so so okay, there's a whole thing here because you're also <laughs> you didn't just you you don't just do this uh, by yourself. Like you created a whole social media show around sure. this. Like like this is your yeah. life now. Like you're gonna make a living for the rest of your life if you want to because of your YouTube channel and and other social media. I'm assuming. So so like what happened? What was the you, you decided? I'm gonna with great power comes great responsibility. <laughs> I'm going to avenge my grandmother. And what was what was sure. the first scam that you um yeah. where you 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 found the scammer and you baited him and and what happened? Uh so I remember that it was a tech scammer pretending to work for Microsoft. I think I kind of just was googling for Microsoft tech support phone number or something and I realized that if you go to the 7th page Right. Or you go on Yahoo and you like there's if you try to act like maybe your grandmother would. And uh, I saw this sketchy looking phone number uh, that said like official Microsoft tech support phone number. Why, why was it sketchy looking? Yeah, sure. So usually if you search like if you were to search on whatever engine you use right now, uh, Microsoft or some legitimate business isn't going to put the 1-800 number first, and instead of using a zero, they would put like an O, or is it Ublauts in German with the two dots on the top? Right? Oh, yeah, they, yeah. they try to obscure it so that it, it doesn't look quite like a phone number because they know that the search engines would um, maybe uh, <laughs> sense that something strange is going on. Ah, I see. I, that, so the search engines might look at this and say, hey, there's Microsoft tech support written all over this. But we know it's not actually Microsoft tech support because Microsoft.com is an established uh, tech support, right? Are, are the search engines that sophisticated that they're searching around for scams like that? I, you know, I don't know the exact answer other than I have seen Google in particular, although I hate to give them too much credit, that <laughs> I have seen them over the years get better at hiding some of the results. Let me just see right now. I bet if you type in like Microsoft computer support, I'm just going to check. I, I don't usually get numbers like this anymore. Usually it's just people in the community send me numbers. I'll also sometimes post um, images. If you look at the images tab, so one of my results, this kind of a clip art stock photo of a person with a headset and it says official Microsoft support with an 844 number. And you're kind of like, that's not what Microsoft would do. You know, they don't. And it's posted on, it's a random like WordPress website, right? A random blog with an image that says official. So they're trying to play the game. They're trying to make it show up in the search engine. Does that make sense? So they'll write something like, you have a tech support issue, like your email's been exposed or whatever, call us to reset your password or whatever. A big one is printers. If you search for your printer model, 
and and then support phone number afterwards. Particularly a handful of years ago, almost every result, other than the HP.com or whatever kind of printer you had, was a scam. It was just hundreds of websites full of just fake garbage. And you would call and they'd say, hi, welcome to support. Like, how can I help you? And then and going back to your, your question, I, I was on the phone and not two minutes afterwards, they said, can we connect to your computer? And I think I just hung up and ran to my wife and was like, oh my God, they're everywhere. Like this, <laughs> like someone wants to connect to my computer already. Because I, I, I was hesitant to believe that it would be, you know, you read statistics about millions of dollars being stolen and all these scams. And you're like, really? Like, is it, are there really that many scammers out there? And so I think when I tried it for myself and I saw within minutes someone wanted to scam me, like, okay, I guess it's real. Wow. So if you're seeking out the scam, it takes basically just seconds to, to get on the phone with somebody. Sure. Yeah. I think, well, they have changed their tactics for sure. That was, I think, five years ago now. And so, okay, so so five years ago, what would what would you do? So you would get contacted by a scammer, and what would you do? You would act like, what, what would happen? What was the first one like? Yeah, well, originally I didn't do any. Uh, now I do different voices, and I try to sound like I try to sound older or something like an old man. Um, but I didn't do that five years ago, so I just called as myself, and honestly. I just was curious because I had no clue what was going to happen, right? It was almost, I don't want to say it was like a game because I took it seriously, but to some to some degree it was, you know, you're adventuring and learning and um, I would let them connect to a virtual machine that I set up. I knew enough about virtual computers that I felt like it was safe. I knew that they weren't going to access my actual computer. And every time they would connect, I would learn something new. Like someone would, they would pull up the system configuration and they would see that it was a virtual machine and then they would get mad and hang up. Oh, really? So they, they've been, I mean, there's other people probably baiting them as well. Yeah. So. And sometimes they check, not always, but sometimes they check because they don't want to waste, you know, an hour of their time when they could be. Yeah. <laughs> and, and then I would go, oh, okay. It was, it was a cat and mouse game where, they f I figured out, well, I can spoof my configuration panel to not show that it's a virtual machine. And then it was it was like that for quite a few years. Um, and then maybe two years ago or so, they started wanting to log on to your bank account. And I'm thinking, well, I'm not going to let them on to my real bank. And so wait, how how would those scams work? Like because yeah. obviously you wouldn't be calling a printing company and they would and they wouldn't say, hey, let, let me log on to your bank account. Like Yeah, good question. A good question, because I'm jumping around. The that scam is more one one way that they do it is they call, they'll either email you an invoice or they will call and say, Hi, this is Norton or Microsoft, some well known computer name, Geek Squad. <laughs> whatever. And according to our records, you paid $580 for this year's renewal of your service. And most people, of course, are thinking, well, either they hang up because they think it's fake, or you're immediately wondering, why would I pay $600 for 
right? Like my my Norton, it's not supposed to be that much money. And you say, I don't want to pay that much. I want a refund. I want to cancel it. And they say, we have to connect you to the server, the Norton server to your computer to cancel it. And that's how they get on your computer. And then once they're once they're on there and poking around, they'll make up some excuse about how they're having trouble canceling it, or you might need to fill out some kind of form to, to process this cancellation. One thing leads to another, and they're saying, all right, well, we sent you the refund. We just want you to log on and check that you got the money really quick in your bank, because if it didn't go through, I'll, I'll make sure that it goes through. And by the time you log on, they've already installed like a keystroke logger on your computer? Yep, or they have software that I guess you could use for legitimate IT purposes, but uh, they use it maliciously that will you can lock the end user's mouse and keyboard and hide their screen. And, and so now they can't Control-Alt-Delete, they can't move their mouse. If the screen's hidden, they don't even know what you're doing. You might have logged into your bank, and then the second you do that, they hide the screen and they say, one moment we're updating your system, when in reality, they're, they're trying to do Zelle transfers or sign up for some Bitcoin website with your personal information, and they suddenly kind of own you, right? Like they own your uh, account. It's kind of scary. Um, yeah, that, that is scary. Actually, like how many people fall for this a year? I know that there's millions of dollars lost. Like, do they steal everything in your account? They'll try. They'll wow. try. So this is maybe a roundabout way of answering the question, but uh, in the past two years, I've, I think I've collected I, somewhere around 200 of their bank accounts. And, and so I've d done it so many times. What, what do you mean you've collected their bank accounts? Like I'll try to explain. I okay. realized as soon as I said that, it sounds crazy. If they can't do a Zelle transfer, let's say, or if, they, if they're having trouble using your bank on your computer by themselves, they'll edit the HTML. So you may or may not know this, but on any browser, you can right-click and look at the source code. Yeah. Um, or you can inspect. There's, a, there's an option to inspect. And you can actually change the HTML temporarily. So you could... I didn't uh, know you could do that, though. Yeah, so I always joke about it on on YouTube or something with, well, you could right-click where it says Kiboga and change it to your username and make it look like you, like now you own uh, the Kiboga channel. Or I joked about it, people got mad, but I joked about it when when all the NFT stuff was coming about somebody. Uh, I, I just right-clicked and edited the HTML to show on Twitter, like, oh, look, now I own the... Anyway, so they edit your HTML of your bank, it's temporary, of course. So the second you refresh the page, it goes back to normal. It's only a local setting. They'll say something like, we were supposed to give you $300 or $600, but I accidentally sent you 6,000. I typed an extra zero. Or I accidentally sent you 60,000. I typed, like, I tried to do a period and two zeros afterwards, but the period didn't work. And I'm going to lose my job. My, my manager is going to be mad at me because I sent you 60,000 instead of 600. You know, my kids are going to, right? They, they do this whole sob story. Um, and of course, they're appealing to your good side where you would say, oh, 
you know what? Of course, it was an honest mistake. Now I will send you $59,000 back, right? You, you want to, uh, you want to be a good person. Uh, and they'll give you a bank account. They'll say, like, go to your bank and wire 59,000 to, and if you don't, then they'll lock your computer. But won't you see in your bank account that you didn't get an extra 60,000 all of just then? Well, because they edit the HTML ah, ah, you do and they lock it. your mouse, you don't necessarily start clicking around and, and going, wait a second, did I really get? And they'll tell you, don't call your bank because your phone line is hacked, right? They make up all kinds of weird excuses. Um, but yeah, so when I said I got something around 200 bank accounts, it was just, there's just various times throughout the past two years where they'd be like, okay, well, I need you to wire the money. And I usually am only doing this, let's say three days a week, I'm doing these phone calls. And if I was able to get 200 of them, right? Like there must, and they're, they're making thousands and thousands of calls every day. Now, my hope is that, and, and I think there's some evidence to suggest this, but my hope is that over time it's gotten harder for them that more people are learning about it uh, and that me, the old man who's falling for the scam is the is the first guy that month, right, who fell for it. But I think a lot of people do fall for it. I mean, we have this aging boomer population, you know, dementia is dementia, like you're not really aware of what's going on. So, okay, so what happens? Like, do you seek out the scammers or you're just going through your emails and responding? Like every day you get probably scam emails, like I get scam emails. Yeah. What's your process? Yeah, I'll try to look up some statistics at some point too. But I know Microsoft was every couple of years they did an update of like the tech support scam statistics. But um, in terms of process, most of them these days are people in the community send me emails or phone numbers that someone in their family got. Hey, my grandma got this sketchy looking email, or she keeps getting called by some dude named. Mike, who says he's from Microsoft, and then I call back and I just I call and pretend that I'm someone who needs help with my computer. And then I just own a bunch of random VoIP phone numbers that I've used over the years and the scammers resell your <laughs> numbers. So if they can't scam you, right, they'll just sell your number to someone else or try again next week. And so I get calls and voicemails all day. And so like a voicemail might be, you know, Mr. So-and-so, uh, where with the IRS, please give us a call back immediately. There's, this is a pressing matter. Yep. Which I think is funny because if you've ever had any dealings with the IRS or yes. if you've ever tried to contact them, you will know that they don't really want to talk to you on the phone. Like, I, I don't, I don't know about you, but my experience has been that you stay on hold forever and there's an automatic system that says, like, most of your questions can be answered if you go to irs.gov, right? They're actively trying right. to get you to hang up. But those scammers, the second you dial that number, they'd be like, hello, this is the IRS. How can I help you? Uh, and I always used to think, oh, man, like, if you guys want to be legit, you have to put people on hold for an hour and then. Right. But, so, okay. So, but let's walk through that. So, they, you yeah. call them and they say, hello, this is Micro, or this is the IRS. Uh, how can we help you? Then, mm -hmm. what happens then? Yeah. So, most of the time uh, these days, it's a, I know the script better than they do. 
because I've been doing it for so long. And and I just kind of I kind of play around with it and, and take them through absurd situations. So I'll pretend to be an older man. And as we're going through it, I come up with it just ridiculous excuses or like, oh, I got a quite like what what is the cloud? My grandson keeps telling me about the cloud and I'll refuse to download the software to connect to my computer until they can explain to me what the cloud is, right? And I, I just try to make their life uh, miserable, I suppose, uh, and, and waste time. Because four or five years ago when I started, I thought, you know what? It might not solve everything, but if I could spend an hour on the phone with one of these scammers, that was an hour that that person wasn't on the phone with someone's grandma. And it was also an hour you weren't doing anything else. Like, what was going on in your life then? <laughs> I know. Well, at the time, at the time, I was a software engineer, uh, so I only did it at night, like random times at night when I could do it. Uh, so it was like a hobby. It was like fun. Yeah, yeah. Uh, um, I think what ended up happening, if I remember correctly, is one day I, I could, I, I'm bad at it, but I can play guitar. I have fun playing it. And I got a scammer to sing a song with me. I was just joking around. And somebody, I barely even knew what Reddit was. Like I knew of Reddit, but I didn't use it. Somebody posted a clip on some subreddit. And because um, I used to stream on Twitch, if you're familiar, and yeah. for my friends, like I'd have two people watching that were my friends because I wanted them to see it. And we would just joke around and call these scammers. And then the next time I streamed, suddenly there were like 40 people watching. And the, that's the story of why I usually am wearing, if you ever see me like in the videos, I wear these yeah. sunglasses. So I had no clue why there were people watching me. And I ran out to my car and I had aviators and I put them on because <laughs> I was like, who are these people? I don't want anyone to watch me. I never intended to be a superhero. Or... You, you, you put on a <laughs> costume. <laughs> exactly. Yes, it's totally true. Airbnb has changed my life. If anything, they have made my life so much better. Like I used to live in Airbnbs. I, I lived in over 100 or 200 different Airbnbs over a three-year period. And I loved it. I, loved, I became a really good guest of Airbnbs. And I got to know lots of hosts. So when I initially owned a house, I, of course, the first thing I thought was I'm going to turn my house into an Airbnb because I travel a lot. So why leave my house unused when I can make a side income by letting others Airbnb my house or come to stay in my house as guests and having my own Airbnb or, or being a host for Airbnb has allowed me to do just that. And I've met other hosts. I've actually spoken at Airbnb's host conference. I think it was in 2017. I met so many just nice hosts. It's a great community. And I love, you know, turning my own home into an Airbnb. Like I'm traveling to Austin next month. My home's going to be an Airbnb while I'm away. And I'll stay in an Airbnb. I'd rather stay in like a three-story house Airbnb than in one tiny hotel room in, in the middle of Austin during South by Southwest. So listen, while you're away, your home could be an Airbnb. Many people host on Airbnb, but there are people 
who are just letting their house sit empty, who've never thought about it or didn't realize their space could be an Airbnb. Hosting can easily fit into your lifestyle and is a great way to earn some extra money. So if you have a home, but you're not always at home, then you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Daylight savings time is starting up again. Okay, podcast is over. That's all you needed to know. But why do we have uh, daylight savings time? Answer, to give us more daylight from March through November. By setting your clocks forward, it may feel like there are more hours in the day that initial, when we initially start daylight savings. But if you're hiring, it doesn't necessarily help you find qualified candidates for your roles any sooner. There's only one way to do that, ZipRecruiter. And right now you can try it for free at ZipRecruiter.com slash James. ZipRecruiter works around the clock to find qualified candidates for you. Once you post your job on ZipRecruiter, they send it to 100-plus job sites so you reach more of the right people. This is such a brilliant idea for a business, and ZipRecruiter did it. So ZipRecruiter's smart technology also quickly scans thousands of resumes to identify people whose skills and experience match your job. I've used ZipRecruiter particularly as a potential employee, and I still to this day get messages every day. James Aldacher, would you like to apply to be VP of entertainment at NBC or whatever. So there's just nonstop emails. Like I got five or six emails today because of because a year ago I signed up for ZipRecruiter. So spring forward with a new hiring partner, ZipRecruiter, and find top talent sooner. See why four out of five employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. Just go to this exclusive web address to try ZipRecruiter for free. ZipRecruiter.com slash James. Once again, that's ZipRecruiter.com slash James. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. And so, okay, I I interrupted you though. So you call back Microsoft or whoever, you make them waste a lot of time. And then what do you do? Like how far do you take them? Eventually, I'll let them go through their script. Of course, part of it is I want to educate people about how the scam works. So I'll fall for it. I give them a hard time, but I'll, of course, I'll let you onto my bank. And sometimes my bank has zero dollars and they get really mad at me. Sometimes I put $3 million, right? Like, it, but typically I'll just put, uh, say, $10,000. I guess I never explained this, but basically I, I coded a fake bank website a handful okay. of years ago. And then more recently, I basically do some fancy tricks to make the Bank of America demo website look like a real one. <laughs> but anyway, so they think my bank is real. I let them do their scam. And then usually they're they're asking me to wire money or go buy gift cards, right? Somehow I need to complete their scam. And at that point, I mean, we just do every... There's been so many stories from... Well, I can't go get the gift cards because my grandson, I promised him that I would take him to see Santa Claus. So unless you're going to pretend to be Santa Claus, I'm not going to, right? And then and then I get them to, I pretend to be a young kid. And, 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 and they're like, it's just some of those stories are absurd, but they, I try to get them to jump through hoops and do stupid things. Like what's the longest you've ever 
had someone thinking they were going to make money from you and you just kept oh. on and on? Uh, 38 hours is the longest. Across like what like happened? A, like a month. Because um, it wasn't all at once. It would just be right. every couple of days. So those guys, uh, it was pretty ridiculous. It, this isn't on YouTube or anywhere yet just because uh, there's so much footage to go through. But uh, I was... I was an old, I think I was a, I, I do this, hopefully this comes through, but. Uh, sometimes I pretend to be an older woman. Wow, that was really, was that through software you did that? Uh, it's a, um, like a Roland uh, voice transformer that lets me pitch my voice a little higher. Oh, and then wow. I can, so if I do stuff like this and, and pitch it higher, all of which I was just trial and error over the years. But um, anyway, I. I think I said something like I was just trying to bother them when they asked me to go when when they were doing their scam. I said something like, "Oh, I keep getting a call from this guy from the FTC." And of course, these scammers are thinking that's just a scam. And they kept getting angry saying, "Don't don't answer it, don't answer it." And then I merged the call with this FTC guy, but it's me. And so I'm saying like, hey, my name's FTC Frank. Like I'm the owner of the FTC. You know, you owe, you owe a bunch of money. And the scammers are thinking this is absurd. But I had my grandma character fall for it and think, oh my gosh, this is really the FTC. And so now the scammers are going, ma'am, come on, this isn't the FTC. This isn't the FTC. And so I go, I'm like, you know what? If you don't believe me, I'm going to get the... I'm going to get the vice president on the line. I'm going to get, uh, I think I even called her, like I said her name wrong and everything. And then I like, hi, I'm the vice president, ma'am. And so <laughs> I'm purposely, I'm playing like a bunch of characters falling for this scam that's that I made up. And then one of the scammers takes the phone and he goes. And, but, but, so, so just so to say, meanwhile, yeah, yeah. there's the other people really trying to scam you. Right. They're listening. Like how, did, what were they trying to scam you of? They were just like, trying to do the, like, oh, we accidentally sent you $60,000. Can you give us a wire transfer? And then how did you tie in the FTC to that? It was completely random. Like, I, I just kept hinting it. I had my phone vibrating throughout the time. Yeah, yeah. Like, oh, the FTC keeps calling me. And then I just forced them to meet the FTC, even though it was me. Yeah. Um, I'm realizing as I explain this that it's kind of, crazy but <laughs> no no it's, it's it's interesting the how you developed these scenarios so you basically said they were trying to tell you it was a scam because they wanted to get back to business right with yeah they scam. want me to leave them alone and you basically imply like maybe you can help me like here's here they are and then you tie it patch it right in i was pretending to fall for this ftc guy and of course the ftc scammer is telling me to hang up on those guys i'm trying to get them to fight and so some other scammer who was in the room because oftentimes there's a bunch of them kind of huddled around a laptop listening. It's not usually one guy. It's they like trade the phone back and forth, or mm. some guy picks up the phone and goes, Ma'am, this is President Joe Biden. <laughs> Hang up the call. And so I hung up. And for the next like month, I pretended that I was in an on-again, off-again relationship with Joe Biden. And he like pretended to be the president. It was so and they gave me, I think, 30 bank accounts over the, or, or maybe even more over the course of about a month because they kept thinking that I was, I, I had something like $200,000 in my fake bank. So they kept, 
I kept making excuses like, oh, well, the manager told me I could only send 5,000 at a time. So send me 10 bank accounts and I'll get, you know, I'll send you $50,000 and they would do it. And then I work with people in the bank fraud world who, who would like shut down the accounts or investigate, right? But anyway, absurd story, but the scammers think it's real. Like they think that some old lady is believes that they're Joe Biden and that they're going to get 200 grand. What happened the first time they didn't get the five grand? Usually they get mad, but they, maybe a good term would be like sunk cost fallacy. I usually yeah. mention because maybe they spent six hours and they really thought they were going to get that 5,000. But I'm, I said something like, oh, when I got to the bank, I thought it was a three at the end on the account that you sent me, but I, I wrote an eight because I have really bad vision. And so it went to the wrong person and they're, they're thinking, oh, well, let's try again. We already spent six hours. She has a bunch of money. She was willing to try to do the wire transfer. So, And they've seen your money because they see right. this fake account with fake $200,000 in it. But they think it's real. And then what happened at the end? Like, How did that relationship you had developed <laughs> end? <laughs> how uh, did you break up with each other? Yeah, they were, at the end, they would just get, he, he was very angry. It got to the point where he was just screaming like, you know, that he's going to murder my family and stuff, which is absurd for the president to say, right? At this point, though, did he realize you were fake or did he, was he just no, frustrated? No, he just was frustrated because a month had gone by, you know, 30 something hours, multiple, all these bank accounts they have no, they can't use anymore. And eventually they're probably, I, I still don't fully understand how they didn't connect those two dots. I'm like, man, every account we send this woman, <laughs> like a few days later, I can't access it anymore. But uh, not to open up a whole, what would you say, like a rabbit trail. But a lot of that I think is sort of underground. Like they're working with their friends to launder the money. They borrow some other scammer's bank account. So maybe they don't realize, they don't know why that account got shut down because they didn't have yeah, access to Yeah, maybe there's a it. whole network of bank accounts right. that get opened and shut down like mm -hmm. all over the country for this. But yeah, at the end, he just, I think it was enough's enough. They were getting really frustrated. And I had, I myself, they had stopped giving me more bank accounts. And so I have this sort of personal rule that like, I probably could have talked to the, I could probably still be talking to them. Right. But as I've gotten better at doing this over the years, I've, I try to, uh, I tell people, I think of it like fishing. Be like, you know, I know that there's bigger fish out there that can give me bank accounts or I can, I can collect more information to report. So when they stopped giving me bank accounts and they weren't really as interested in talking to me, I did something crazy where part of the story was that woman was married to another one of my characters. So I would do both voices at the same time. And I made some insane scenario about how that guy who they knew as my husband was actually working with the original FTC Frank guy to scam the woman. And they were like... <laughs> freaked out and you know they're like what like what are you talking about how'd they find that out because the old woman told them you yeah. want to believe what i i accidentally sent did. them a text message from the uh from the husband's like phone and i uh -huh. said like we're about to get the money man like frank we're about to get the and 
they called and we're like, what are you talking about? And it, so, yeah, I ended up sort of ending it by inserting an, an absolutely absurd situation just to see if they would go along with it. And they didn't want to, <laughs> they didn't want to go along with it. But and, and like, what about when people realize that you're like, let's say you've been stringing someone along for a couple of days or even a couple yeah. of hours and they realize, wait a second, this guy's baiting us. Yep. What, what, what's the scenario where that's happened? Yeah, it does. It does happen. Um, I mean, it runs. There's a there's a very wide range. Some of them will hang up, and that's it. Like you never, they immediately hang up. Yeah. Um, I would say about half of them want to insert some expletive or or say something about how like oh you you mother effer whatever. Like they say lots of things to try to sound like. Uh, I don't, I don't know. Get the upper hand, I guess. I think of them as like school bu- school bullies. Do they ever say, "Oh, touche, good, good one"? Every you once in us. a while, yeah. And and sometimes they'll even as as time has passed. And there's other people who do these sorts of videos and call scammers too. So as it's gotten more popular, sometimes the scammers will even be like, "Oh, I know it's you, Kiboga," or like, "I know it's really, yeah." Or they'll name drop different people. And they don't even always know that it's me. They're just guessing. It's almost like a myth, right? Like they know that there's these people out there that call scammers. Do you ever give any clues where they can really track you down? Probably. I mean, sometimes I I do similar voices, right? And I've done them for years. And I've been using a Bank of America bank account. it's, It's fake, but for a year, let's say. Like, do you ever get worried someone's going to really actively try to scam you? And like, if someone scammed you, you're like the expert now. <laughs> uh, like, that, that would be surprising. Like, it's almost like a challenge. Every once in a while, I have thought in the back of my mind, like, oh, man, like, what if? Yeah, what if there's just really long con? But I don't know what it would be. It could be like, um, listen, we've gotten a lot of flags on your YouTube account. Uh-huh. We're holding on to the money for the moment. <laughs> You need to talk to our compliance officer, right. and then we could. I'm sure this will be straightened out. It's just so many people have flagged your account. Mm-hmm. You have to have a discussion. It, it got elevated. Yeah, I mean, I'd like to think that I've learned enough that I would double, triple check, or I would be asking the right people. But it could, it could happen. Yeah, because you can't call YouTube, right? right. So, yeah. like, unless they give you, like, you can't call someone to verify that this was YouTube. Sure. And I could I could spoof YouTube's block of phone numbers and mm-hmm. call you and say, listen, it's no big deal. And then not ask for anything other than just a discussion. And then six months later, I can say, listen, yeah, we you've been flagged a bunch of times again. It's me again. We just right. need to have the conversation. It's gonna be fine. And uh-huh. we're holding seven hundred dollars in ad money for you. And we need you to do this. Da, da, da. That's actually um, funny. I was just telling uh, a friend of mine that. Some days I think about pivoting to that world. Like I still want to, I have fun calling scammers and obviously there's quite the community that's come around alongside it. But what you just described, I think of uh, like social engineering and ethical hacking kind of like, could I, you know, some, some company hires me to basically see if I can like bait their CEO into giving me the keys to the kingdom, right? <laughs> like, I think that would be that would be wild to work on. Yeah, that's a, it's an interesting challenge. 
Have you ever thought about doing like a TV show on this? Like, has anyone approached you? We've thought about it. At one point, we're working on an animated series. Um, but for reasons that I don't know if I'm allowed to <laughs> discuss, we did the pilot and, and parted ways with uh, the particular group and are kind of shopping that around. But um, TV, yeah, we have thought about some TV show stuff. The hardest part, though, is that, well, I say hardest part, but a lot of this is, it's just random improv. And one of the guys that works with me calls it a numbers game. Like, I call five, six scammers, and they don't always go along with my shenanigans, right? They don't all fall for my bait, and they don't all want to give me a bank account. On YouTube, it looks like they all do because I post the, right? Like I post the best ones. Yeah. But when I stream it live, you'll see, because sometimes people comment like, this has got to be fake. There's no way they fall for this. There's no way. Well, you know, the, the, the best people to sell to are salesmen. So probably the best <laughs> people to scam are scammers. Maybe. Like, like I yeah. feel like I'm kind of a salesman. Like I've been, yeah. I've started companies. I've, I've sold things all my life and I'm easy to sell to. So when I'm being <laughs> sold, I always need to bring someone with me to remind me to do the correct due diligence. Yeah. Cause I'm so easy to sell to. I'll just like, say oh, yes to anything. Great idea. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Like I want to be liked when you're a salesman, you want to be liked sure. and so I want other salesmen to like me when they're selling me. Right. So, oh man, have you fall? Have you? Has there been times where you've you've gotten in a situation like that where you've said, like, oh man, I might be getting scammed or swindled or a really bad deal? I was almost scammed one time. It was an incredible scam. It was like a twenty million dollar scam. <laughs> Not my twenty million, but somebody called me. You know, because I wrote a lot of articles for, about entrepreneurship and mm -hmm. Twitter and Google. So someone called me and said, listen, and it's like, oh, you would almost hear my story telling this and you would say that instantly, that's a scam. But <laughs> So someone called me and said, listen, this was before Twitter went public. They said, I had $20 yeah. million dollars worth of Twitter shares. I bought it in the last round, but now I'm trying to fund a construction project in Chicago. Here's the website for the construction project. Trying to fund this. I need the 20 million. I'm willing to sell it for like 14 million. 20 million legit in the prior yeah. round. They're going to go public. It'll be worth like 80 million, but I'll sell it to anybody for 15 million, 14 million. You know who I can sell it to. And so I called a friend of mine who ran a hedge fund and he's yeah. like, they have $20 million worth of Twitter from around several years ago. And Twitter's about to go public at a much higher valuation and they're selling it for 10 million. I said, yeah. And so they got, they all got on the phone. <laughs> Documents were sent back and forth. The guy was claiming to be, and this is the part where it's, Somebody should have said this is a scam. This guy was claiming to be the son of the doctor of the king of Saudi Arabia. Uh -oh. So he was like, not in the royal family, but yeah. close enough that you could believe the son mm -hmm. would have $20 million somehow. And, you know, apparently it was a legit name. Yeah. And and he, we were, tra we, we did some things. Like we were tracing where was this phone number that he was calling from. And it was from it looked like Twitter's offices, like, like wow. GPS. So they really went through great lengths to set up, to make it seem legitimate. Yeah. Yeah. And then all the document, like the Twitter certificate was faxed back and forth of the shares. All the documents of the last round were shared. Uh, wow. and it was all legit. And now it just so had like, so this guy, Josh, who was at the hedge fund, he was 10 minutes away from wiring 
the 10 million, 10 no minutes away. Kidding. And he's like, James, I'm just having a funny feeling. Like, can we just try one more time? And let's, let's um, say to them, we want to confirm with the Twitter CFO. And it just so happened. I knew the Twitter chief ah. financial officer. So, so they gave us a phone number. Here's the Twitter CFO. He can confirm we're shareholders. It's all legit. We even confirmed with a construction project. So that must've all been fake. And there was a lot of confirming because you're doing due diligence yeah. on 10, $20 million. So yeah. we, we thought we did all. So they gave us the phone number of the CFO, this guy, Niels and Josh, the hedge fund guy calls Niels and says, Hey, I just want to confirm that, you know, Muhammad so-and-so from, right. you know, owns and, and Niels is like, yes, he definitely owns. He was in our last round. And then Josh said, and I just want you to know, um, your friend, James Altucher is on the call with us, you know? And I said, Hey, Niels, how you doing? And then hang up. And that was the last we ever heard from them. And oh. then I did call Niels at Twitter. The FBI got involved, yeah. questioned everybody. Like it was a huge thing. That it, Oh man, I would love to, yeah, like fully unpack that sometime too because it's wild how involved it sounds like faxing all those documents most of the scammers i talk to don't they don't go that deep where they, they're looking for someone to just go along with it and not ask questions right they don't prepare for the due diligence so when for example the guy pretending to be joe biden it, like he's when I ask him something like, oh man, you're live right now on CNN, <laughs> right? Like, oh, it's, it's pre-recorded, right? And just, they don't know what to do. Like, that's almost like a common kind of scam where, and you know this better than me, where they almost want to be stupid because if you're yes. falling for that, it, they know they're going to get their money. It's going to be easier for yeah. them to get it. Whereas like what the scammers I w was dealing with that one time, that's now clearly we were all falling for it, but so we were stupid in some ways, but they're also know they're dealing with like, a, you know, they're talking about 20 million, $10 million. They're dealing with a sophisticated hedge fund. Yeah, you can't. So <laughs> they have to not assume we're not going to be stupid and still scam us. Right. Like, so it's like much more elaborate, but to your point though, with all these scammers that you're dealing with, they're dealing with the elderly. They're dealing with what they're filtering out smart people so they could just deal with the ones who are most likely to fall for it. Yeah, and sometimes I think it's not always just intelligence. Sometimes it's like, who will listen to me without question? Or can I put them in a sense of urgency? Like that that's one thing that's common across pretty much any scam. I don't know if it was involved in, in yours that you were just discussing. Or not your scam, but the... the, <laughs> the you know what right, I'm talking about. The one I, the one I almost yeah, fell for. Right. Um, Man, I would have killed myself if that went. Through. Oh God! Oh man, it would have. Well, God, I hate to be like dark and somber about it, but there are there are people that do like they get scammed, and and they lose their life savings, and like, well, now what? Um, of course, if there's anyone listening, I would want to say I I think there's hope and there's resources and and people that you should talk to if you're ever in that place. But is there insurance you could buy for scams? Probably not because you could probably scam that. I know. So I've recently, funny enough, got an email about it from some company who is like, oh, we offer this scam insurance, yada, yada. And we're, I was looking into it because I was, that was my initial gut reaction is, how are you going to offer scam insurance? Like, how, one, how do you prove that 
you got scammed, maybe you would have to have a legit police report, but couldn't I just fake get scammed? Like, couldn't I? Yeah. Like, how far, how far does it go? Do you just copy one of my videos and say that happened to me? Right? That's not... So I am leery of scam insurance at today's date, but maybe <laughs> I'm not very informed about it, so... I am so glad you convinced me that the family car should be the Defender 110. It is so beautiful inside. It's so comfortable and it just feels indestructible. Yes, it really is. I've been waiting a long time for the new model to come out. The Defender 110, I'm telling you, it's my favorite car of all times. It's my third one. You know, I have stories of going off road. The guy managed the group. He was like, what are you doing in this beautiful car? I'm like, I'm going off road. He's like, are you sure? Because you can use one of ours. And then they look like Mad Max cars. I'm like, no, 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 no. We're going to do this. And he was shocked. Wow. Well, it's great because the Defender has been reimagined for 21st century adventure and its unparalleled off-road ability as well as its robust interior are invaluable whether you're headed towards uncharted territory or just a weekend of exploration. The Defender 110 tackles challenging surroundings with absolute confidence. The SUV conveys strength outside and in featuring peerless technology like an intuitive driver display and an award-winning infotainment system. That's my favorite part, to keep you connected no matter where the journey takes you. Adventure is unique to everyone, and so is the Defender. Choose from the two-door Defender 90, the four-door Defender 110, or the larger Defender 130 with the ability to seat up to eight passengers. You'll find uncompromising performance in all three. So pack up and go even further with the Defender 110. Learn more at LandRoverUSA.com forward slash Defender. Hey, listen, men's health is important. Men act all cocky and like they don't need anything. But the reality is as you get older, there's some things you need. And it often feels like we're too busy to take care of our health problems. Like I'd rather do anything than go to the doctor or the dentist or the pharmacy or whatever. But now you don't have to waste your time if you use HIMS, HIMS, H-I-M-S, HIMS is changing men's healthcare by providing simple and convenient access to science-backed treatments for erectile dysfunction, hair loss, weight loss, and more. The entire process is 100% online, so you get a new routine of improving your overall health faster. Jay, you listening to all this? Yes, I'm definitely going to use HIMS from now Not on. that you need it. You're, you're young and healthy. James, I'm 35. You're getting there. You might you might need it. Who knows? But if prescribed, your medication ships directly to you for free and indiscreet packaging. No insurance is needed. You can manage your plan on the HIMSS app, track progress, and learn more about your conditions and how to treat them from leading medical experts. Start your free online visit today at hymns.com slash James. Could you imagine that there's a whole section just with my name on it? Hims.com slash James. That's how I how much I am representative of the kind of person who needs hymns. That's HIMS.com slash James for your personalized treatment options. Hims.com slash James. Prescriptions require an online consultation with a healthcare provider who will determine if appropriate. Restrictions apply. See hymns.com slash James for details and important safety information. 
Subscription required. Price varies based on product and subscription plan. So how many of these have you done now? Like how many scam baitings have you done? I don't even know. Thousands for sure. Uh, like this is your full-time thing now. Yeah, yeah. So I've done something like 1,100 live streams. And I don't know, sometimes I call three, four different scammers. So it just depends. It's hard to put an exact number. Over the past two years, we've been much more... Uh, but we've been a lot better about logging it just because I think the statistics are are cool. And it's so interesting but, that so many go along with your scam baiting. It means that, I mean, they're probably just, like you said, they're on the phone all day long with people and anybody who wants to talk to them, they think this yeah. is money in the bank. Like, how does it work on their side? Is it, like you said, it's not one person, it's a group. Yeah, are they working for someone? Yeah. Like, Usually a group. Sometimes I I've noticed that the the folks who uh, the scammers who talk to me longer, like the thirty eight hour guys, they seemed to be a much smaller, I don't know, ragtag group of like three guys in their apartment trying to scam, and I think I was just the first person that like really fell for it, and so they went all in and right, but. Most of the time, you hear other people in the background, and and they they robo call. Like funny enough, a week or two ago, I was uh, just randomly searching for uh, for some stuff, and I found there's public Facebook groups like right now where scammers are buying and selling lists of like old people who have either already been scammed or. Uh, previously bought Norton antivirus, right? And and they're just like, yo, WhatsApp me for if you want 10,000 <laughs> customers who who have worked with Best Buy before. And then on that same on those same Facebook groups, they'll there'll be ads for setting up your your call center robo dialers and it's literally all just right out there. So there's almost like training to be a scammer. Yeah, you like like you need the robo dialer, you yeah. need the pool of bank accounts, you know, here's a common script. Yeah. yeah. And another really common thing is if you mistype a website, so maybe uh, I wouldn't maybe suggest doing it right now, but if you type Gmail with two G's, I think is one of them that will, uh, Google doesn't own it and it'll redirect you like 17 times and you'll wind up maybe at Amazon, maybe some rant it's like a marketing people pay to right they pay money to randomly get leads from this mistyped website but sometimes james they are uh fake virus pop-ups it'll say your computer is infected with a trojan call microsoft and it has a 1-800 number but it's it's one of these scammers so on that same facebook group there's people selling the like the lead generation side of it's crazy. Why doesn't law enforcement like shut down these groups? I mean, or Facebook <laughs> shut down Facebook. Uh, I think part of the issue is I, th I, I believe I'm not, I have very little law enforcement background, but 
I believe the term would be something like jurisdiction, right? Where you have uh, typically these scammers are in other countries. Like now you got to play nice with their government and their due process of law and, and you got to all the bureaucracy. So here in the United States, it's a lot easier to, for example, there are people who uh, will decide that they want to help these. I don't know exactly how the deal works, but uh, they'll process credit cards for these scammers, right? Uh, and they'll get a cut, I assume. Who knows how much? And since a lot of those people are here in the United States and they have legitimate businesses in order to you know, use Stripe or something to process these credit cards, then authorities here can much quicker, or it's, it's a lot faster for them to prosecute and put those people in jail like they go to prison but it's it's much harder to track and and prosecute and jail somebody who's in another country that's my understanding particularly also if they're transferring the money straight to like some crypto thing and then it's sure. just gone yeah that's it that is this year in particular that's way more common they don't ask to do wire transfers as much i like to believe that it's because people like me have reported so many <laughs> of their bank accounts. Who do you report them to? Like, who do you, like, do you call the FBI or what do you do? I mean, there's a variety of different people. At this point, I've built relationships with, like, a bunch of the larger banks or different people who work in bank fraud and who all play nice with all of the three-letter agency. Like, right, you can just say, hey, uh, I got this account that is at Bank of America. They want me to send a hundred grand and I know that they're actively pursuing that with all the people that are necessary. I'm just saying Bank of America, but most of the banks don't really want me to be too involved and they don't really want to publicly state that they're doing any of this, maybe for liability reasons. Do you think they do close down those bank accounts though? That's what they tell me. That's mm -hmm. what they say. And there are times where the scammers, they'll, they'll be like, ma'am, um, some banks are better than others. Uh, or I just have relationships with certain banks where they'll almost immediately like freeze the account and start investigating it within an hour or something, right? Of wow. my, so there have been times where I'm on the phone, I report the 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 bank account. Thirty minutes later, I'm I just pretend to go to the bank, but I don't actually go there. And they they're like, ma'am, 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 don't uh, I got to give you a new account? I got to give you a new account, which implies right that they have. They've lost it in some... They don't tell me that they lost it, because why would they? And now, have you ever met in real life one of these scammers? Not that I know of. Could you... Like, I feel like there's this whole dark world of tens of thousands of people who are sitting in their rooms right now calling old people and, like, stealing... Like, let's say yeah. the reported number is 200 million a year. There must be a billion a year that's actually... People are probably ashamed to say they've been scammed. Sure. I know that... Um, uh, a friend of a friend who works in law enforcement told me a story once. Uh, I'll, I'll shorten it to say that they fell for one of the IRS scams, right? About, oh, we're, we're auditing you. You got to send money. But he told the police that someone came to their house and was wearing a uniform and like had a badge. But then they realized, wait, the script, what you're saying to us when you when you give the account of what happened is the script that like the phone and eventually the person admitted like yeah they called me
but they were and I'm I'm not necessarily knocking that person. It's just yeah, it's kind of embarrassing and and it's hard to come to terms with. I fell for this, right? So if I would venture to guess that not every scam is reported, or you don't know, right? There are people who got who who lost money and they don't realize that it was a scam. Yeah, like maybe they sent seven hundred dollars to Norton and they said, "Thank God I sent that, or else I would have had this virus." Mm-hmm. Uh, so they think they did like a good thing, right? And there are some scammers who I don't know if they're more successful or not. I don't know how to you know evaluate all of it. Who play a much more professional game in that regard? Where so another friend of uh, of mine had said that his mother needed her printer fixed. And she's, she's searched for printer support, whatever, called this number, and they fixed her printer. Like they actually installed the drivers and, you know, she paid a hundred bucks or something. And, and she got set up to be part of their, you know, you ever need help, call us. Now, a week later, they call back and say, man, we just want to make sure your printer's okay. And, oh, we kind of noticed you got some problems. We should tweak your computer for an, another hundred dollars. And this just kept going on to where at one point they said, your network's hacked so badly that you have to pay $1,000. And that's where she reached out to my friend and said, is this normal? But she had been paying you know, $100 here, $200 there for who knows how long, just thinking like, oh, these are legitimate people. I wonder if they break the printer somehow. Like they hack sure. in and break it just to... Then be called. Oh, but if she called by Googling a printer fixer, then who knows? Well, the thing is, you don't know. Most of them just pretended to be the legitimate, whatever, Hewlett Canon support, but they're not. So you go into, you like build trust with these guys who they can do anything now. I had a guy maybe a month ago, James, he, they were saying, Oh, uh, I see that you've been. Uh, browsing uh, uh, these pornographic websites. And and that's where you got a virus from. And I was playing an old lady at the time. I'm like, no, what are you talking about? And like, my, you know, my pastor would be so mad at me. And what I didn't realize, he was uploading, like, just, he was literally uploading porn to the computer. And so all of a sudden he opens up this folder and I'm like, how the heck did that get there? Like, I was very not, I was very surprised. And this was like your your virtual computer or your fake computer you used for this, right? Yeah, and I was streaming live. So thankfully, I caught it fast enough that I didn't show stuff because I would have gotten in trouble. But the point is, the reason I brought it up is like, he he planted the evidence, right? Like, oh, they'll, op- they'll open your command prompt and pretend to, they'll type in netstat to show your active connections. And then they'll just tell you they're hackers. They, they do some like tricks and you could fall for, like someone might believe that they're actually hackers, pay the $400 to quote, remove the hackers and be none the wiser and never report it because they removed the hackers, right? That's so I wonder if that uh, people are reporting it when it gets much worse. Right when they yeah. realize, oh, now they're asking me for six thousand dollars. Now they're asking me for sixty thousand dollars. But and when you started doing this, like you said, you went from two 
watchers to 40 watching your live stream and then you start making YouTube videos. Yeah. When did you realize, oh my gosh, I can make a living from this. I'm going to quit my job and just do this. <laughs> I wish I knew the exact time. I remember being a little worried because I, I had no background in streaming or YouTube stuff. I was a software engineer, but I was having a lot of fun doing it. And I was making enough. I started working part-time as a software engineer and part-time like streaming stuff. And I was making enough. Uh, thankfully, like my parents had taught me some stuff about finance when I was pretty young. I don't know the right term for it. You probably would know the idea of sort of as you make more money, you don't necessarily just make your lifestyle match that money. You kind of right. like, there's probably a good term for that, but. There probably is, but I tend to, as I make more money, I tend to live more than the money should uh, oh. let me live. <laughs> oh, shoot. Uh, then, I, then I go broke. Okay, yeah. well, I, I didn't do that. So I I had a, um, a pretty, I don't know. I was making a decent amount of money as a software engineer, but we had our lifestyle creep maybe is a good word for it. We hadn't, our lifestyle hadn't caught up to that income. And so as the, when the stream and the YouTube videos kind of met that lower threshold or whatever, I, my, my, my wife in particular kind of was like, you know what? Like, I know you, you've always kind of been sort of a dreamer or like, I just like to try stuff. Like you probably would regret not trying this for a year. And the worst case that happens is you just go get a software job, right? Like it's not, you could, so I just tried it and now I'm still doing it. <laughs> I don't know if I can get a software job now, but. <laughs> Altogether, how many subs do you have across all of your different channels and, and Twitch um, and YouTube and. Man, I don't even keep track as much anymore. Well, I don't know if you, if they, oh, some overlap, right? So I think there's a million on Twitch to some million on YouTube, but some of them overlap, right? So I don't know if you would say it's 3 million, but then there's Facebook, TikTok, Twitter, blah, 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 blah. So man, it's so crazy. It's crazy. The number, that's what I also can't wrap my mind around is how just like the millions of people that have seen the videos or seen a clip, right? So it's, I've had clips go on the front page of Reddit and like those get millions of views, right? So it's just wild. Does anyone recognize you in the street? Like if you're walking around a mall yeah, like, or a sometimes. gas station. It's, like, not, so. it's not common, but I did have uh, literally like a week or two ago, I had someone, a high schooler, was like, oh, I think, are you Kiboga, the famous TikToker? And I was like, I don't think of myself as a, like, I don't like TikTok. Uh, I just happen to post stuff on there because so many people are on there. And it was just a really funny experience because like famous TikToker, what do you like? What? But well, it's cool because if you're watching like your Twitch stream and you hear this voice of a scammer, this is someone who's faking an identity in order to perform like he's a criminal right then. And you're yeah. he's engaging in criminal activity right on Twitch. He's live streaming his crime. He doesn't yeah. know it. <laughs> yeah. And so that's a fascinating thing. Yeah. And how do you foresee keeping do you have to up the ante in terms of the creativity of how you're scamming the scammer? Like, cause it seems yeah. like you've now developed elaborate scenarios, like where it's <laughs> like, that was, that's genius when you had like FTC Frank and right. then, right. you know, and then the, the, her, her older boyfriend was trying to actually work with right. FTC Frank, the scammer. Yeah. 
Like that's fascinating. They definitely don't always go like that or always fall for it. But I think one of the most recent things I've had to do is I've noticed that they they'll hide your screen and open your webcam to see if you're a real victim and not someone uh. like me. And so um, a friend of mine who's much smarter than I, she she has she basically like hacked something together on my virtual computer that whenever they hide my screen, it's transparent. They don't know it's transparent, but like we can all see what's happening. And when they open my camera, I've developed like, it's like very bare bones, deep fake, kind of like glorified Snapchat filters, I guess you could say, like uh, of like me being bald and having wrinkles on my face. And it's just a live feed of me bald with wrinkles uh or i put the wig on and pretend to be and they and so far they've they've fallen for it and they're like oh my gosh this is actually so for example that that 38 hour those people who went for a really long time like at one point they saw me as an old so they think real old lady two hundred thousand dollars definitely can't be someone who's making a youtube video (laughs) right like that's anyway, so funny. But at some point, they might get smarter and notice that it's fake webcam. What, what's the largest amount of money you faked having that they felt they were going to get? I think $3 million. Oh, yeah. I saw that I on your on your YouTube. There was uh, another one uh, where I, I... It was somewhere 2 or $3 million. I pretended that I had like no money in my bank account. And they were kind of upset and about to hang up. And I said something like, Oh, man, it's too bad Bitcoin never worked out. And they're like, What? <laughs> And like, yeah, my grandson had me buy Bitcoin like 20 years ago. Like, ma'am, do you know how much it's worth? And I had spoofed um, some exchange, maybe Kraken.com or something. I'm in no way suggesting you use them. I don't know anything about Kraken, but yeah, they were just easy to fake. <laughs> so I logged in and sure enough, I have like $2 million worth of Bitcoin. You know, it's fake. But And, and what do they say? And they like, lo- you know, they lose their minds. Like they go silent. And they're like, oh my God, this is the perfect score. And and they're like, oh, ma'am, uh, I think that particular one, he even said, well, ma'am, since I made you a millionaire, will you give me some money? It's like, well, wait, you didn't, you didn't make me a millionaire. You just told me that Bitcoin was worth a bunch of money. But um, that one was kind of a funny scenario, for sure. I think it ended with them being really disappointed, which is what I usually try to... Uh, I, I would say the I, just one thing to to mention because I haven't already. Uh, one thing that we've done over the years is I like to try to find ways to make them think that they're about to win and then take it all away. Um, maybe it's a little bit uh, mean, but they're scammers. No, so, this, yeah, they're scammers. Uh, they're, these are bad people. Yeah. So, like one of the ways is a lot of them want gift cards. I coded a fake Google Play store. So I type in the Google Play code, any 16 digit, you know, like string. And it says that $500 got added to my account, but they don't know it's fake. So they freak out. Some of them just scream and like their, their true emotion comes out because they thought they were about to get some money and now it's gone. So yeah. Those I, are the best. Yeah. I, I, quite enjoy those. I think a lot of people do too. So look, you're you're 
performing a valuable service. I like, you could go so many different directions. Like you should write a book, but like given the number of YouTube followers you have, you would get like probably a million dollar advance at least on a book deal. I don't know anything about book deals, but literally if you just call an agent, I'll even introduce you to an agent <laughs> and a put real together one like a pair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. You just have to wire me yeah, yeah. $750. That's my fee to introduce yeah. to an agent. And you could definitely get a book deal because all they look at now are follower numbers and they will literally just translate that to, to dollars in your advance. That's wild. Huh. I'll have to think about it. I mean, I and I personally am like really into uh, like uh, philosophy and mythology and just like weird stuff completely unrelated to. Uh, so if I, I in the back of my mind, I'm like, man, if I would ever write a book, it'd be about something like that. But I guess. There's probably people who even help you write books too. Oh yeah, at this there's point, so. yeah. There's plenty yeah. of people, and um, but they'd probably want you to write a book about scammers, right? Of course. Like, that's, why would I write about? That's what I meant. Like, why would I? There's, but I never thought about that because that's not what I would think to write about. I guess the one thing with the TV show is that you know it, you're not really doing anything other than talking on the phone and typing on your computer so that's hard to turn into good tv yes so i also i realized that part of i had brought up part of the issue is the numbers game of well you could you could film for for weeks and not get a scammer who pretends to be joe biden and falls for this crazy tv worthy scenario right so that is another part of the equation um i I did a couple with some other like Twitch streamers. I've done some. Uh, there was there's a guy named uh, German nine eight five who put on what he called the dollhouse. The short context is uh, Twitch could control him. Uh, they like decided what his actions were going to be while he. Oh, was I remember this guy. Okay, yeah. maybe you've seen that. So I I was also there playing a bunch of other characters. One of them being the grandma who I get scammed on a lot. And when we did that, there were there was definitely uh, some moments where I was thinking, you know, it might be a lot more fun for something like television to have a set where like grandma and her improv guest are actually physically getting scammed and we actually physically drive to the store, right? Like where there's more visual elements. You could almost make it like um, a contest where you're, it's maybe scam baiters are competing to get the scammers the angriest and an audience votes That's kind of which scammer too. was the angriest. Sure. So you see a bunch of people doing improv like comedians or whatever, people like yeah. you and who are who are and you describe the techniques, you describe how they're scamming and maybe there's um kind of what is it like not simulation but like they kind of do a fake this is what the scammers must be doing so there's some visual like they do in a documentary where yeah. you don't really see what happened a reenactment they have actors yeah reenactment <laughs> so all right so there's ways to do it yeah but look kit boga thank you so much for for taking the time out to yeah. talk to me and not try to scam bait me or anything yeah. <laughs> and uh uh i i really appreciate you sharing your story you're, you're doing good work i swear to god you're you you fit the definition of a superhero oh, so geez. that's Thank you. No, it was have you ever to... been exposed to like radiation or anything that would make it complete? <laughs> Not that I know of. Uh, I have toured a nuclear reactor though, so maybe maybe something happened when I was maybe younger. Maybe that changed you. Maybe it... you got bit <laughs> by an insect. Yeah.
Well, thank you so much. It was so interesting. And everybody should check it. Tell where's all your so if you search um, Kit Boga, K-I-T-B-O-G-A on YouTube, you're gonna find everything. Yeah. But where where else? On Twitch as well. Yeah, usually I mean, uh I think kitboga.com now just is uh, just links to everything. Yeah, and you have more Kitboga. There's a uh, Well, that's the whole that's a whole other story. Like when you have thirty eight yeah. hours of content, like and, what do you do with it? You know? And you have you have uh merchandise uh to sell right sure so you have a shirt at the end of the day uh i just i have a ton of fun doing it and like the the improv scenarios and being able to educate people about the scams while making them laugh and in some way being able to like fight against the scams has been the journey of my life so far right like no one could criticize what you're doing you're not doing like stupid stuff you're actually like exposing people (laughs) and stopping scammers and you could do this now for the rest of your life. That's the beauty of like getting a bunch of followers on YouTube. Like as long as you're not kicked off YouTube, but also you've diversified, you're on you're on Twitch, you're on, on sure. Facebook, yeah. you're on, you know, all these other things. So you could literally do this for the rest of your life if you want. Yeah, I secretly hope that like there will be less well, secretly is not the right word. I <laughs> I hope that there will be less uh scams. Um and maybe like I'm, I do a lot of AI stuff. I've been getting into AI and like learning Python, and I've been building an AI to call scammers. Uh, but that's a whole. Other, so that would be fun to pivot to, right? If there's less scams, well, maybe I could do. But anyway, yeah, there's. It's been a while to see so many, like just millions and millions of people uh, come alongside something that once was me. Literally, my first stream was me with a Guitar Hero microphone like i plugged a usb guitar hero microphone into my computer to show my friend that a scammer wanted to connect to my computer and now here i am so it's just it's nuts that's amazing well thank you thanks once again kid boga i really appreciate it come back on anytime you want and uh let's 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 definitely update again at some point yeah it'd be fun i'd love to hear uh like all the details about that that scam that you were involved in um, and oh I, yeah, I'll send you the. I wrote an article about. It. I'll send oh you the yeah, article. no, I I definitely would love to read that. Um, and I know you, you you're you're fascinating as well. You, I I didn't even really get to ask you too many questions. So sometime we'll we'll reconnect for sure. Thank you for having me on the show. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. At Amica Insurance, we know it's more than just a house. It's your home, the place that's filled with memories. The early days of figuring it out to the later years of still figuring it out. For the place you've put down roots, trust Amica Home Insurance. Amica, empathy is our best policy.